Greetings, everyone. GM, wherever you are on God's green earth, welcome to This Week in Frax. I am your host, Steve Fiday, here with Capital K and Sam McCullough. And this time, before we get into everything Frax, we want to highlight a very special Frax partner with Notion. We have found Teddy from Notional, who are working with Frax on some really cool opportunities for Frax BP and beyond. Teddy, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate, you know, appreciate the invite, Dave. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, before we get into it, can you explain to our viewers uh, alike, uh, Frax Curious and Beyond alike, what mm -hmm. Notional is? Yeah, so Notional is a fixed rate lending and borrowing protocol. Um, so we're live on Ethereum today. We've been live since uh, like late 2021. And kind of, you know, uh, the reason we sort of, uh, we, we met uh, is we, we are currently, uh, we just launched our Notional V3 in beta on Arbitrum, which is, you know, the latest version of our protocol and also uh, like our, our first deployment to L2. So it's been a really exciting week. Um, and, uh, I'm, you know, really excited about like kind of the new stuff and new leverage strategies that we have with Notional V3. Um, and the way we work with Frax is that uh, we, we have Frax listed as a currency on Notional. You can use some of Notional's like unique leverage uh, strategies to earn leverage returns on Frax in addition to lending uh, Frax at variable or fixed rates of interest. Um, so like kind of a cool strategy we have is uh, we are integrated with the convex Frax USDC pool. So what you can do is you can borrow Frax at a variable or a fixed rate from Notional and deposit that Frax directly into the Frax USDC convex pool and earn like a levered return on the yield on that convex pool. So like it's a way for, you know, advanced DeFi users who have some Frax to lever up on their returns. And then that kind of creates uh, good uh, lending rates for uh, just passive lenders of Frax. Oh, so it basically, Offer variable variable lending or fixed lending, and you can allow you know more advanced DeFi users to basically loop up on their Frax BP as one strategy. Are there other strategies uh, that you know Frax use Frax you know users can use, whether it's with Fraxeth or something else? Yeah, so um, on not on Arbitrum today. So Frax is like I'm, I think that you know maybe this is changing going forward, but uh, you know as I'm sure you know. Frax is primarily focused on Ethereum right now. Um, so there's definitely like once we upgrade Notional V2 to Notional V3 on Ethereum, there's definitely going to be more opportunities for Frax holders. Um, but uh, currently just on Arbitrum, there, there isn't a lot of that to do with Frax. Um, but I think, you know, like my, my hope is that that will sort of improve going forward. As you know, I think the Frax ecosystem just starts putting more effort on L2s. Well, really, um, it's it's yeah. the season two that's coming about with the short-term incentive program provided by Arbitrum. Right. So, are you guys taking part in that? Did you provide an application to them? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so we we put in a proposal for 500k ARB, um, and really like the you know the purpose of that. Like I said, you know we have Notional V3 um, in beta right now on Arbitrum. Um, and kind of the purpose of this ARB would be to sort of bootstrap the full public launch out of beta. So it actually kind of like for us, you know, we've been working on Notional V3 
launching on Arbitrum for a long time for, you know, almost a year. And so like this, the short-term incentive program, like just actually kind of lined up, um, like really nicely for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed we get it. Um, but I think it'd be a great way to sort of like kickstart Notion V3 and Arbitrum for sure. Well, just so you know, Frax did apply for those short-term incentives. Right now, there's about $30 million worth of Frax that's been deployed on Arbitrum. And they requested 1.5 million ARB that they want to put to use to try to get TVL up to about 60 million Frax nice. assets. So both a mixture of Frax and Frax ETH. Nice. Yeah. I, I, so I've actually, like, so I saw, uh, so, you know, it's been a busy week, so I haven't been like reading all the applications on the, on the Arbitrum forum. Oh, I mean, there was over a hundred. So to be honest, like, I mean, so just like as an aside, that's just been a, this has been a really interesting thing to like watch and partake in. And uh, I am very curious to see how, how it plays out. Cause you know, there's like, I mean, there's, you know, over a hundred proposals and, I think it's going to be really interesting to see like how the delegates like sift through all that and like just in practice, mm -hmm. like how, how all these decisions get made. Um, but, but yeah, so like what I was going to say is that, you know, I hadn't really taken the time to read the Frax proposal, um, but I'd be interested to know like how Frax, you know, would propose to uh, allocate those ARP incentives. And, you know, if there's something like, if they are going to apply them to the convex pool, for example, um, you know, like our leverage vault strategies could help allocate liquidity to uh, to those liquidity pools. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to learn more um, and I, sh I, it's, I should really dig into it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's I said this last week, it's exciting to see Frax, you know, propose something like this because, you know, Arbitrum has been the DeFi chain, you know, mm -hmm. since the start. And I feel like there's just a snowball effect of, you know, DeFi users, DeFi applications and something like season two, it's just going to like exasperate and increase that snowball effect and just make it bigger and bigger. Yeah. So I just had, like, I'm curious, like, what's your guys's like, uh, cause I think that this, this like incentive program has been kind of polarizing, you know, like a lot, like, like it's politics, of... politics is polarizing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter the protocol or chain. Like when people are asking for a lot of money, like there's going to be some like pushback and friction. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. What do you think? Like, at, you know, like what, what do you, what do you see your guys' sort of perspective on whether it's a good idea or like a waste of money? What do you, what do you think? Um, have, yeah, go ahead, Sam. I have, I have thoughts. I mean, I talked to my friend Matt this morning about it and he was like, Look, if, if there's not any sort of controls on the funds, there's going to be just mercenary capital coming in and, and trying to it, take as much as possible, right? He, he thought, and I kind of agree with this, is that projects that are native to Arbitrum or projects that Arbitrum wants to like lock in to the, to the protocol, they should really use the incentive program as a way to kind of like keep them there. To say like, okay, we're going to give you a grant, but we don't want you to go to optimism for say, I don't know, the, the duration of this program, which is like six months or 12 months or something like that. Like come deploy here. We'll give you these really nice set of incentives, but don't go anywhere else, right? Don't go to base. Don't go to optimism. Stay here in Arbitrum and try to bring as many users here and don't like split people because like, as we all know, like there is a rotation effect that happens when you deploy capital like this, people just rotate in and they rotate out and. And, and that's the nature of incentives. Yeah, exactly. So like, why does, why does Lido, 
need 5 million ARB to increase Steth liquidity. They don't need that. They're, they have 30% of all the staked ETH in existence. They have a ton of money that they could use to provide incentives on Arbitrum if they wanted to. And so like it's smaller projects like uh, Umami, which we had on last week, plus you guys as well too, that are Arbitrum native, that are working in the ecosystem to build on Arbitrum and get new users there. That's the kind of projects that you should be supporting and should get the full support and get the most uh, ARB out of this uh, incentive program. I, you know, like I, so my sort of perspective on it, like I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, I would also say though, like, and you know, maybe Notional is a unique case because of like how our protocol works, but like we benefit from being in this ecosystem, like we benefit indirectly. So like, you know, for example, Notional is integrated with Balancer and Curve. We can sort of deploy strategies on different protocols. So if those protocols get incentives, like Notional benefits indirectly because mm. like our yield strategies are better, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's this, uh, and, and also there's just more capital coming to Arbitrum, more users. Like it's like good to be in that environment um, for any protocol, regardless of whether you actually get incentives yourself. And, and I also like think like um, there's this, there's always this like concern of like, oh, this is just fleeting. This is just, you know, BS. Like we're just giving money away. And of course people are going to take money if you give it to them, but that doesn't mean anything. Right. And, and like, the thing is like, it's, it's sort of like, well, while there's all this stuff, money happening, like it's incentivizes people to build and invest like, like protocols to build and invest because that's where the action is, you know? And yeah. so it's like, and it, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah. And so where can people find Notional? Yeah. <laughs> Before, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're nearing the 10 minute mark. So where people can find okay. you and Notional to access um, these strategies? Yeah. So, um, so Notional, you can find the, also the website, notional.finance. Um, our V3 is, is on Arbitrum. So it's arbitrum.notional.finance. Uh, we're currently in a closed beta. So uh, you, if you don't have a pass, you're not going to be able to access the application right now. Um, but you can join the waitlist, and uh, we are going to open it up to to another um, cohort of of uh, beta testers. Uh, we're thinking in in about a week or two. So um, yeah, so check out the site and and follow us on Twitter for for more updates at Notional Finance. You heard it here, folks. Teddy, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on chain. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. All right, that's Teddy from Notional, guys. Mm -hmm. Now, that's pretty cool. Like, I love seeing, like, advanced <laughs> strategies, you know, for our DGENs and strategists alike uh, in the FRAX ecosystem. So shout out Notional. Um, you know, so I always like having these partners on to, like, highlight them and, like, yeah, see what's sure. going on. Yeah, dude, we have, like, so many lined up in the, in the weeks to come. So, yeah, anyways, this week in FRAX, Sam, I'll let you take the lead here. <laughs> drama alert drama alert guys we have so much to dig into this week yeah what's going uh, on <laughs> let's, let's talk about let's talk about the easy stuff first and that is surprisingly there have been two lp unlocks that have come out this week there's been vesta uh the vest mm -hmm. frax pool and then additionally also the uh staked out pool which is being requested by two separate people to be unlocked and implement a rage quit. And, you know, at this point, I had thought that Luke, who is doing uh, the 
really amazing work to go back and find out exactly how much uh, like frack shares had been paid out to these pools so that when there was a rage quit or if there was a rage quit, uh, that it would actually bring back all the frack shares that was distributed out. And so uh, Luke had been doing some great work over the past several shout months. Shout out, Luke. Yeah, shout out. We're doing some great stuff. It's been probably three or four proposals now that he's gone back and, and done this this back work. Uh, but I don't know. It seems that things may be changing because in the latest one, and I'll bring this up now, is that the Unlock SD Frax three curve pool uh, has seen some interesting messages come through. So... <laughs> Let me, I got the wrong, I got the wrong thing here. Uh, NBA podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> we're back in two weeks. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we're talking about Frax when we should be talking about Damian Lillard. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, there was a message that Sam left inside of Luke's most recent proposal. And he essentially said, you're the goat at going and, and, and discovering how much Frax shares need to be paid back. But Sam is opposed to this right now for the reason that because we're under CR, they're 100% CR, and because the supply keeps on ticking down at the moment, uh, it's been harder and harder for us to tick up higher. I believe, I mean, we must be at like 93% or something still for, for months now, right? And so unlocking this pool, in Sam's opinion, would be uh, detrimental to the overall health of the protocol uh, because it would allow for these funds to move out and potentially uh, bring the supply down even more, which would in turn make it harder to get back to 100% collateralization. And so it's not that he doesn't agree with the, the pool having like a rider obligation to be open. He, you know, he thinks that in like normal times, if it was like 100% CR, this would be a great thing to do and mm -hmm. that it would be totally fine. But right now he's not for it because he wants us to get back to 100% CR. And uh, the frax needs to stay into the system until that point happens. Well, that's like pretty explicit, uh, you know, declaration right there. Mm -hmm. um, what, what did Luke say under that? Well, so Luke was like asking him, so like you're not opposed to the unlocks. It's just like the current conditions. And he's like, this pool represents 0.6% of frax total assets. That's actually a lot at the moment, a half percent. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, he's talked about like moving all these pools over, uh, but uh, he just wanted to ask Sam's opinion. And Sam said, yeah, that's correct. At this current time, uh, I'm against it. That doesn't mean in like four weeks or in two months, I will be against it when the CR changes. Uh, and this is just his opinion and he's not trying to get this to be vetoed. Uh, and then he said that uh, the protocol itself no longer holds this asset. Oh yeah. So the, the, the protocol needs to keep on working with its AMOs and keep on deploying liquidity. And at some point in the future, once the collateralization ratio is back up to 100%, uh, things will be honky-dory in these. I mean, that seems fair. Yeah. Especially in these conditions. Like, you know, what was also a governance proposal um, months well, ago to get up frax to 100%. Mm -hmm. And so basically that proposal trumps. It's ongoing still. Yeah, it's ongoing yeah. still. And so there is some precedent you know, there's some backing to what Sam has to say. Yeah. So and eventually uh, yeah. Luke came in and said, please postpone this proposal from going mm -hmm. live. I will bring this back to the table. 
at a later date. Yo, the day Frax hits 100% CR, Luke is being like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but look at all his work. This is a, this is a very, like, yeah. he, he can't. Yeah, that's, in, that's incredible. Oh, like, my God. An insane amount of information. This one is a big one. This one goes all the way back to 2021 or 2022, Jeez. right? That's months and months of calculating. So shout out. That's, that's a lot of work. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about is the Unlock Curve Vesta Frax pool on Arbitrum. So Vesta Finance is actually winding down and the DAO has voted to uh, essentially distribute funds. And now that it's winding down, people want to get their money back out of this pool. But with the comments that, made, that, that Sam made on the most recent uh, SD Frax pool, this one might not get unlocked either. Yeah. I'm, is there like a limit, like a, a like a time limit for you know? I mean, how does the Vesta uh, dissolution work? So, do people exchange their Vesta for the Treasury? And mm -hmm. is there, and if that's the case, like, what is the limit, like, to do that? Do you have like a year to do that, or what? What's going on? Yeah, so essentially, they would swap the VSTA for uh, cash, and that would be paid out, uh, and then there would be a redemption smart contract. Uh, that gives the ability for users to burn one, uh, wait, no, that's different. So uh, I believe they would unlock all the VST in the stability pool and then halt minting and then just allow for those funds to be cashed out. So uh, it would still work, you know, if it's a year, I believe it's a year in the future or whenever all these things unlock, you'd be able to get your money back, but, uh, you know, stuck until then. Yeah, if, you know, you know, with these things, precedent matters and, I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to know the supply of like uh, how much tracks in circulation is in the Vesta pool. So I, I looked, and right now there's 3.7 million uh, total TVL that's locked in the in the pool. So that is a curve pool. So there uh, probably is some uh, like variance. I can look right now. Um, so there there could be some variance in that pool, but uh, right now there is um, a lot actually. 3.7 million. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So interesting how the politics change on a, yeah. Cause we were doing, there was a lot of unlocks happening and then, you know, yeah. Sam put a line in the sentence saying, no, like, you know, we, we need to get up to hundred CR first. That's a priority. No unlocks until after that. Yeah. Uh, and then the last piece of governance that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so revest had, uh, published this fp fp fpiip yeah f yeah for to to create a vfpis liquid wrapper apparently this had come out of the frax hackathon and yes it did <laughs> yes it did and so they had developed this system they had put it out there and uh it got voted down uh notably c2 came in and said i believe in the first oh what did sam say well i'll get there in a second but okay. the, uh, it came in it was voted down uh, the Revest guys took to uh, Telegram, entering the main chat and and Twitter and Twitter uh, started raising some issues about uh, the current voting process, uh, which was not in the not in the Frax main chat. But I was listening to, or I was watching it in Lobsters. People were just like, "Why didn't you like ask before you put up this proposal? Right? Like, why didn't you like you know the politics? You know how these things work, and you're you're launching a like." quasi competitor like why don't you just ask to see if like it would get the votes that you need beforehand uh, which is typically how like most po like 
political stuff gets done. Like if you're in Washington, you don't put up a bill until you have the votes to pass it. Of course, you're going to talk in back channels and then it just goes to vote and it should pass because everybody's on board. Uh, so Sam actually said he was going to make some comments and he did and uh, he did come make some comments. Uh, essentially, uh, Sam said that uh, he expressed his apologies for misunderstanding and miscommunication around the proposal for the NFT based lockers. And he said that, you know, while he did request for VFX and VFPIS wrappers or wrapper lockers in his uh, proposal idea, uh, it was really uh, during a lapse in an active engagement and feedback during the Frax Hackathon, right? So um, he liked the Revest guy's original idea and, uh, you know, also said that uh, the, the bigger issues are that uh, Revest via VE NFTs potentially would undermine the Frax tokenomic system uh, by allowing unlimited creation of any kind of lock or any sort of duration. And he said, like, what's the point then? Like we, we talked about, you know, having a solidly like locker for, for Frax, but that's not what we implemented. We have a VEFX or we have a VE system and we want to stick to that. And, and this uh, revest design essentially uh, works around that and creates a brand new type of, of locking. And so uh, that was the, the feedback that he gave. C2 actually came in and uh, said that there are a few considerations to take into account before such a big change is put into place. Let me make this a little bit bigger. Uh, things such as whitelist bypassing, that's the thing that Sam was talking about, and consolidating NFTs and returning to vanilla FPIS, et cetera, et cetera. And things like this should be discussed and thought on a bit longer. I'm always open to discuss. Feel free to get in contact, which, uh, you know, C2 actually was- He is. He's nice about know. everything, right? Uh, well, <laughs> he is. Uh, so lesson learned for the revest guys uh, that, you know, I, I, I just think that like it was probably not the best that they, how they came out afterwards. Um, you know, voting is voting and unfortunately it didn't go through. And it looks like if there are maybe some changes that it could pass, but uh, they're going to have to yeah. be strong board. And I think, yeah. Um, and I know other than the presentation and that Sam made about Frax E3V2 and also the, well, he did a happy, I'm not, not happy hour, a office hours and stuff. I know um, Sam was supposed to judge, but he was, he just got too busy and he wasn't able to judge. So we actually had on Xerox Sammy to um, cop on. Mm. Um, and so I'm not sure, I don't think Sam like had the full picture of the hackathon projects and like, yes, he, I think he like understands the mistake he made here of like not being as engaged, not, not, it's not necessarily bad that he wasn't engaged, but like after the hackathon, when like this proposal was up and, you know, it wasn't until it was like too late and this got voted down and like, then the Vivas guys made a fuss. He was like, oh wait, I should have been paying attention more. So I'm. Um, you know, so may hopefully Sam for hopefully for the next hackathon, like, please judge, please. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> Your input is valuable. Like, especially like if the next, uh, Twitter hacks hackathon is with fraction, like, oh boy, oh boy. Like, like, yeah. come on, judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, like there's, they, they, they were coming out and attacking one person, but there are the, the VLCVX distribution is quite widespread. Yeah, there are a lot of people who can vote for VLCVX with VLCVX. So I think that their their complaints were didn't really find any fell in deaf ears because they're, they're really it's just really yeah, that too. Like this is just how the system works. It, and I, this is like this isn't the first time people have complained about Frax governance because a vote didn't pass. And it, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. 
You got to play. Didn't the we game. have this? Didn't we have this with Pitch? Pitch wanted to launch a FPIS uh, wrapper as well too, and that one got shut down for reasons as well. I don't. I think they did. I mean, but like, didn't they have like a VEFXS wrapper? Yeah, I think there were some issues. I think there were some also technical issues with how the VEFPIS wrapper was done as well too. So, you know, these 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 wrappers and lockers are like very uh, powerful instruments. And if they're not created in the right way and they don't have... They threaten the protocol, basically. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it either like goes against what the original protocol design was or, you know, it just it just is detrimental to the overall health of the of the ecosystem. So, um, you know, moving slowly and not breaking anything is probably the way to go here. Move slowly and be careful. Yeah. Uh, And... Yeah, so the last thing I want to talk about is that uh, MIM looks to be launching a MIM savings rate. Uh, you know, hopping on the bandwagon. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this week, we've been getting like a ton of good press. I don't know if you've seen the crypto Twitter timeline, but uh, our token has... We don't talk about token price much, but over the past few weeks, token's been performing really well. So ourselves and maker and curve have all been the benefit of a very good token performance over the past couple of weeks. And probably the driving reason for this is that we're one of the free protocols that has large scale revenue and probably going to grow even more with the upcoming release of FXB. Is oh, it nice to see fun- too, yeah. fundamentals triumph? Yeah. Think <laughs> like move over mean points. You're fun for a while, but like sometimes the big boys have to step in the room. Yeah. And uh, then we also talked about the Arbitrum grant as well, too. Frax has officially submitted it. The deadline has passed. We will know in probably next week, I think it's October 3rd, that the uh, announcement comes out for round one. So there are two rounds. Uh, In this round, probably 25 million ARB up for grabs and over 137 million uh, ARB was applied for so uh definitely probably we'll see a Wait. rounding down of- i had a i had a question before mm-hmm. uh, about the mim savings rate is yeah. so are they having like rwas too like how does their do they say like are they having some offshore i mean not offshore like off-chain entity like how does their savings rate work compared to frax uh no it's just a mention on an arbitrum forum that they uh, talked uh, about oh you mean a, the, a mim forum you're saying that they uh, talked about uh, no, it's on the Arbitrum forum. Oh, wait, the MIM savings rates on the Arbitrum forum? Yeah. I I, th- I think it's for their uh, Abracadabra grant that they're trying to get. Oh, so they're... Tr- did, did they say anything? They just said they're going to have a savings rate, so like, but they didn't say like how it would work or like the structure behind it or anything? Uh, they said in phase three, they... They're going to witness the MIM savings rate mechanism. Uh, they're going to offer incentives for the MIM saving rate. And uh, no more information about that. Sam kind of was joking oh. in chat that they may just be like putting into SDI. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, tons of good press this week. I mean, I people all yeah. up and down the timeline have been talking about Frax shares. Notably, we were on Blockworks uh, podcast where they gave a, a big report on Frax V3 that's coming. Essentially, if you listen to this podcast, you already know we talk about it every week, and uh, I hope you're all positioned. <laughs> yeah. So, so an, another point I want to add to that is throughout Token 2049, I've spoken to, I follow up this past week and spoken to a 
lot of funds, like big, biggie, 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 big size funds. And mm -hmm. I had to literally tell them the whole frack story. They still think that we are a, an algo stable and period. <laughs> so I have to educate them like, no, no, no. We have three core products and then we have three supporting products. And here's how all the revenue works. Here's how we're able to expand our supply and contract our supply. We're that dynamic. And a lot of light bulbs are like kind of coming up. And, you know, and Dave and I got a lot of things planned for the next year on how we're going to do a lot of these live events differently. So, you know, it's good things are coming. Good things are yeah. coming. Also, what was it? Crypto McKenna came in. And oh yeah, started said that he's publicly buying frac shares again. Yeah, yeah. He was messaging me. I saw him at Token Twenty Forty Nine, and he was messaging me before. He's he's been a frac fan for a while. Um, but oh, you met him? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, no, he's he's a friend. Oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah, no, because I've been I've actually like been following Crypto McKenna since he was at five hundred followers. Oh wow, because. He was originally like a 0x Terrence McKenna. That was his, <laughs> he was originally a Terrence McKenna like crypto account. And I'm just like, oh, and I am just a huge uh, McKenna scholar and enthusiast. Um, and so I like, I thought I was like, oh, no fucking way. So this is like back in 2017, 2018. So I've seen his like growth and evolution. And so like whenever I, I meet him, we chop it up about McKenna. Dude, we're going to bring him on the pod. Oh, yeah. We, I, yeah, we should bring them on the pod. We That's a great idea. Pod. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. We'll have we can a bring him chat. Yeah, we should bring. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring him on. Um, he can explain his like because he's starting like a fund and all this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. He yeah. would make a good episode, and he has a lot of opinions. So he would. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that after. So we're recording this on Thursday, Dave. Tomorrow, you are going to be at the Circle event in NYC. Oh yeah, I am. Yo, it's so funny. I completely forgot I signed up for that, and then somebody in the in the fracture was like, "Is anybody going to this?" And then somebody else, <laughs> I, and I took my email. I was like, "Oh shit, I actually signed up for this." Oh god, I gotta go. So yes, I'm going. So yes, I'll be going to the Circle Summit. Uh, they're having you know Circle leadership there. They're having you know the Honorable Patrick McHenry there, uh, chair of the fin House Financial Services Committee. They're having, yeah, th this is a big name yeah. summit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. So you put represent, it on a suit Dave, or you're going to wear the, uh, I was going to wear a Frax merch. You can wear a Frax merch. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, should I wear a suit? No, I was got, you, no. you know what you should get is a Arizona iced tea suit. I, so I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, dude. So, okay. I, I have a story for this. this is, so yeah. We were at a uh, stablecoin standard event in Singapore, and it was like all legacy finance people. And you see them like it's like suit, suit, dress suit, suit. And then there's the one white T-shirt in amongst the sea of seats. And it has like a cherry blossom on the back with a Frax logo. I took a picture of it, so I, I, I got to post it. But oh, it was it like fucking funny. It was so funny to see like suit, suit, dress suit white t-shirt with a cherry blossom and frax logo yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was nice so i don't know if you guys heard about um uh, because I, I think i told you guys that i'm fighting in crypto fight night and i want to get a sponsorship from arizona iced tea um and so i like me and cursor are like planning to on like either saturday or monday like drive to the arizona headquarters in long island and just like ask, so, go and ask me like hey just just show them the tattoo and be like, hey, like that's my task. I don't, I don't know. Like I've been trying to get in contact with them. I don't know how, but I feel like being in crypto fight night justifies a like a sponsorship. 
and they do sponsor people for things. So I, I don't know, f- figure it out. I think you can get it, Dave. I think yeah. it's destiny. It's literally destiny. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I think you're on this, the graph of uh, fuck around and find out. So I think going to that Long Island headquarter is definitely on the graph, the, fr- the furthest frontier on the graph. <laughs> yeah. I've either sat. So I saw this like Instagram like post recently that the founder of Arizona goes to the factory every Saturday to try all the new flavors. So that's what I was thinking about going on Saturday. Oh, oh smart. And he's this like old school dude. He's like six foot seven. He, he's like this old school, like dude from Brooklyn that used to deliver like alcohol in the seventies and eighties, all the bodegas. And then the nineties, he hopped on like, oh, like the, because Snapple was the OG iced tea. Then in the nineties, he hopped onto it. He was like, oh, like what's something like refreshing? Like, l- let me like create, oh, Arizona. That's like, it's, I wanted something, people think of something like a desert and like fitness. And so that's where the name Arizona came from. And his wife's an artist and the wife made all the art. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, yeah. bro, bro, you have to share this. Like, you know too much. <laughs> like, you got to flex this. Yeah. And yeah. It, they're independent. They're like owned by the fa- I mean, like they used to be like have a partnership and stuff, but like they're a $4 billion company. Wow. Arizona's oh, $4 billion. Do and it's just owned by like the family. It's owned by like the dude and his two sons. And I know the two sons do like, they do like NFT stuff. So they're like around in crypto in like NFT wow. land. Yeah. I I'm destined, dude. I just want to like, I just want to talk to them and say like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for like, <laughs> this is an Arizona shirt actually. <laughs> this is from their website. Oh. Okay. I'm getting too off, wow. off topic here. Is there anything else in Frax land happening? No, no. That's Quite it. Week, just, uh, just stuff happening in chat and governance it's, forms. It's just all politics, Whether it's like, I think this is like one takeaway and actually just, I'll like plug my article in. Oh, yeah. Um, SubDAOs, yeah. So I've been, I finally got the proper input lately to write about SubDAOs. I think it started with Pragma, like going to Pragma and hearing Kane talk about the experimentation he did with synthetics in 2019. And then that combined with like hearing about, like looking into makers and game proposal on their SubDAO plan more and talking to more people about it and like what Rune has in mind. And like, and I'm just like, okay, like SubDAOs are going to become a thing. And like the main conclusion I thought like I came to was, they're going to look a lot more like gaming guilds and protocols, especially with tokens. And like these sub are going to have a mandate to help like their parent protocol. So if there was a, you know, flywheel sub you know, I'd like to kid, I remember at the stable center, right? Like how should we sub Like we're basically like, you know, we yes. ser- we exist to serve, uh, you know, edu- serve the parent protocol fracks in marketing and education. All right. But like, that's how I've been introducing us. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad so we went like, this way. <laughs> yeah. And so, but on top of that, like, you know, it's like one thing to like keep asking for grants, but you know, that I've, I've had people in the community, like they want to see, like, for example, Flywheel be more sustainable and have other revenue streams, which we have had, but like, there's no better like way to incentivize activity than like having a token, like, for example, like, I'm just using this, like, for example, if there was like a Flywheel sub down, like imagine if there was like a Flywheel sub down and like, we go into like parallel prime. And start playing that and you're like collecting like in-game assets and stuff and then just like that would be fucking crazy like that would be such so fucking cool but like i and like i could see like some of uh, rune is talking about in sakura dao like he just wants to collect like in-game assets in-game assets so like that's sort of how i think he's thinking about it and that's what like i think he wants to like turn like sakura dao into like they're just they're gonna have all these like different sub dows of like these protocols that are just gonna be gaming guilds and that's gonna be and like 
those activities are going to basically subsidize like the core mission. And like, you know, at the same time, you're going to have the parent protocol giving like funding, resources, support, whatever they need to like Isn't sub down. Like 33,000 or something like 3,000. Oh, to fucking $5 million, $5 million <laughs> worth of maker tokens. <laughs> casually. I mean, that's what happens oh, when you yeah. have like a benevolent monarch of a protocol. You can just do stuff like that. Hey, and uh, so it's a really ambitious plan. Um, but um, on the flip side, wait, what were you going to say, Sam? Yeah, you know what we need to make happen is a, a Sam Rune uh, conversation here on Flywheel. I would yeah. I think our Ooh, listeners would like it. Yeah. They can eat lunch together. They said they had sandwiches together. They can have more sandwiches together. Yeah. No, like they, I think they, they, they both like really like had, they really like liked each other, I think. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, mutual respect uh, between stable coins. Um, but what I was going to say, the flip side of the sub DAOs um, is Curve. When like they had like a they tried to get funding for their sub DAOs, um, and it was met with pushback. Um, comp I, and I say it's like you know yeah like they they don't have like like a rude like sheep herding everything, but it's just like I I what I wrote in the article is just like it's like what was the theme of like this this uh, this this week in Frax? It's like all politics, and like the the proper stakeholders just like didn't agree with the proposal. Uh, they said, it was like, oh, it's like too much. Like, where's this going? Oh, you should just like combine sub downs like this and that. And so like they, it seems like the game like wasn't fully played, but also at the same time, like talking to other people in the curve community, it's like, it's a bear market. Like you want to attract talent. Like you're going to like need to do like these certain responsibilities. You're not going to, you're not going, you're not going to like attract talent if you don't have like the proper funding to compensate them. And mm -hmm. I think it's like, you know, it's funding is like not a politics is not a perfect science. Politics is more art than science. And so like, it would be cool. Like, you know, imagine if like these curved sub DAOs had like, if they had like a, like a token with it, like, you know, or like a token. And then like, they go out and like, dude, like there's no better, nobody better at like incentive, like designs and games and people in the curve ecosystem to go out and like play these fucking games and like web three, like they could like dominate all of them. They could be like the super gaming guild. Um, and so like, that's basically like my article, like, like the experimentation with sub DAOs out becoming like that, that's happening in this bear market and that we're going to see like fruits of in, in the bowl. Hmm. That's a really good point. There's no flywheel token, but there's just like, those for example, <laughs> I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. You know, speaking about, uh, speaking about developer talent, uh, SEAL team Frax is hiring. Uh, they pay great rates, but you got to work your ass off. And the team expects you to essentially like go beast mode for yeah. how long you're working. So it's not, it's not an easy job and it's not for everybody, but you know, Frax does pay well for it. So yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Go wait, go ahead. I was going to say like, if, if you think that you got what it takes to join the Frax team, uh, Travis was posting about it this week. You can just reach out to him. They've got an email address that you can send your CV and probably have an application yeah. you for. So yeah, the Frax team, they're looking for a senior Solidity dev and also senior front-end dev. Um, working with Frax is unlike working with your typical company. You're basically joining a tight-knit brotherhood, the SEAL Team 6 of devs. Uh, you guys, as someone that has worked with the Frax team before at directly at previous companies, it's like literally ride-or-die brotherhood kind of stuff. Um, it is very, it's extremely rewarding work, but at the same time requires extreme commitment and, you know, being down with the cause. So if you're up for, you know, work, you know, working for a team with as high of ambitions 
uh, as fracks and as forward thinking as fracks now is your opportunity. Yeah. And if you have questions about that, go back and watch our interviews with uh, Jack Codry or with Drake. With Drake. Great episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So and, we're going to have to have Drake and, on to come talk about his honeymoon at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I got to take this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I guess this, this, that's this week in Frax, everyone. It is. Uh, you want to take us out, Dave? Sure thing. If you want to keep up with everything Frax, Flywheel, and everything in between, make sure you hit that bell button, you subscribe, leave us a comment, let, let us know what you think. Like us, hate us, we want to know. Give us a like. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at FlywheelDefi, TikTok, at FlywheelDefi, join our Telegram, at FlywheelDefi. You know, get exclusive show notes on our friend tech, at FlywheelDefi on friend tech. You can subscribe to us, get all the latest newsletter updates, FlywheelDefi.com. You can follow me on Twitter at DeFiDave22. Follow me at 0x capital underscore K. And I'm at traders underscore inside. And we will see you next week and every week because we're always here. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace.